0: You are now entering Frida's World. Join us as we address various issues facing women of color in the workplace. We'll help you navigate your professional and personal life the Frida way. What world is this? It's Frida's World. What's it like? What's it like? Classy and ratchet at the same time. You clatch it. Like you love church music, but you... Future, that's pleasure. It's Frida's World. Welcome back everyone for another episode of Frida's World. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day. And as always, I hope you guys are having a wonderful, wonderful week so far. So this morning I am happy to report that I am feeling so much better. I am not 100%. But I'm feeling a lot better. And I, I mean, I, I hope you guys can tell that my voice is at range. It's not below octave. And I just feel so chipper this morning. I feel chipper. I feel alive. I just feel really, really good. Despite being in a funk for the last couple of weeks, really, I feel I just feel good. Maybe it's the vitamins that I've been taking. I've been trying to stick to a strict regime of taking my vitamins, taking my meds. And just making sure that I'm at my optimal health. Vitamin C has been my friend. I've been drinking tea literally several times a day. Just really building my immune system, um, you know, for this winter season because it's it's cold outside in these streets. But, you know, I'm looking out the window right now. It's gloomy. The weather outside, you know, at least from where I'm sitting, feels a little frightful. But even despite all of that, I'm feeling really positive about today and, and I don't know, the rest of this week. So I'm trying to hold on to this feeling. And a lot of times I think that, you know, a good percentage of why some of us don't get better when we get sick is mindset, right? Because you're kind of wrapped up into the, I don't feel well. I feel like crap. And so, you know, playing into that. Um, I think also allows us to stay stick stay sticks to say, stay sick a little longer. So I'm happy that I'm in a better mindset today. I feel, you know, very, very, I don't know, very alive. I, I keep using that word, but that's the that's what I feel like today. it's It's been a while since I felt like this, especially coming off of not feeling well and still not being a hundred percent. but that's how I feel today. Thank you so much for uh, to those of you who've been texting, calling, sliding up in my DMs, you know, checking up, making sure that I'm feeling great and sending all sorts of recipes my way (laughs) and concoctions um, to make sure that your girl is back to optimal health. So I really appreciate all of your love and support as always. So today's show is not going to be that long. It's a solo show. It's me. Um, and I wanted to take the time to backtrack a little bit about Frida's world and the Frida way. For those of you who have, you know, been tuning in week after week, you know, um, uh, my, I guess my tagline or part of my intro is that, you know, we'll help you. Um, you know, improve your personal life and pers- professional life the Frida way. And some of you guys might be wondering, what's the Frida way? What's the Frida way? So, if you're not a longtime listener and follower of Frida Women NYC and Frida's World, you might not know what the Frida way is. And so. You know, uh, I just wanted to kind of get into that a little bit about the core values that surround Frida's world and where it, you know, kind of uh, came from. But before we get into that, you know, we have our rituals on the show, and that's for me to talk about my highlight of the week. And so this week's highlight of the week for me is um, my ability to be self aware. And I think that it's something that um many people do not possess. And it comes with time, it comes with experience, it comes with age, etc. Um, but to really hone in on your self-awareness. And I feel like this week um was was just another one of those weeks where I was able to tap into that ability to really take a look into myself. Reevaluate what I'm doing, um, and just really seeing, you know, for the last couple of months in this decade, as I've been reminded, I didn't even realize that we're really ending a decade. But as we're approaching the end of a decade, the end of the quarter, the end of the year, just really reflecting on, um, you know, a few points that I either need to improve on, um, looking at where I've come so, you know, come so far and just really taking an inventory of what still needs to be done and checking in on myself. And, you know, one of the things that I've been trying to work on for a while now, it's been several years, but this this year I said that I really wanted to really take a, a, a step in that direction is, you know, grieving and going through the grieving process for my grandmother that I lost um, in 2013. And it's one of those things where, you know, I've kind of just, it was so painful and so impactful for me that I kind of just put it to the back of my head as I do everything. I am one of those people who I got to keep moving. I don't have time to feel, I don't have time to really process because I have to work. I have to pay bills. I have to finish school. I have to do all these things. And, um, I really didn't, uh, take the time to go through the grieving process. I took it for granted. I think, because I felt like oh I'll just get over this like I get over many other things but <clears throat> I'm not crying guys I really just have <coughs> something stuck in my throat but um you know and 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 for me also not being a crier like I'm not a crier I'm not somebody who really kind of taps into my emotions the way normal people <laughs> not I don't want to say normal people that's the that's the wrong way to characterize myself but the way most people do um. And so, you know, over the years, it's really impacted me in ways that I didn't think it would. And even, you know, we're talking about we're in 2019 now. I still feel very, very um, burdened and very sad and very heavy with the thought of, you know, my grandmother still not being here. And so... In order for me to be a better person, in order for me to improve, not just for myself, but for my son, for my family members, for my friends, in order for me to truly be present in the way that I feel like God has um, called me to be I need to start working through um, a lot of my pain and a lot of my sadness a lot of my grief and I still really don't know how to actually grieve it's just I'm just not used to processing like that I'm used to kind of just moving forward and, and letting things go I'm definitely taking steps so I've joined you know Couple Facebook griefing groups. I've been trying to actually get into a a group, a a live in person group, but it's just been really difficult. Um, A lot of them are already booked. Um, Some of them are just hella expensive. I don't have two hundred dollars an hour to be paying for a griefing group. Um, And I mean, I have a current therapist right now, and we talk about it here and there, but. I don't feel like that's really the forum for me to process. I really think a group setting really listening to other people and, you know, seeing what they do, hearing some of their stories and really putting things to perspective. I think that's how I would be best able to process. Um, but we'll see. So if any of you guys actually know of any groups or if you hold groups, I know I have a lot of followers who who are really in the mental health space and do a lot of amazing things. So if you know of anyone or if you hold these groups or know where I could find something that that could be, you know, beneficial to my journey, um, definitely. Hit me up, slide up in my DMs, Frida's World F R E E D A S underscore World, or send me an email at Rita R I T H A at FridasWorld dot I am open to all sorts of suggestions, but that's my highlight of the week. Just again, just being a little self self aware of what's going on with me and actually taking steps to be a better you know being a better person, becoming a better person. Um, so that's that. <laughs> So for today's show, like I said, I wanted to kind of backtrack a little bit and talk about, you know, what the Frida way means, because I mention it every single week. In fact, you heard it today when you tuned in um, as to what that means, why it's important, um, how it can be beneficial, especially for us professional women of color, you know, in the workplace, navigating these spaces. So Frida's world was born out of Frida Women NYC, which is still an active movement. I like to call things movements, things that I'm, you know, when I'm trying to establish some sort of change and make some sort of mark on this world, I I like to call them movements. But Frida Women NYC, for those of you who don't know, is a online fashion brand, and accessories company. Um, that sets out to motivate and instill confidence and professional women. And, you know, we, we use fashion pretty much as a platform to kind of catapult, um, you know, that, that experience in a sense. You know, we have all heard if you look good, you feel good, you do good. And I truly believe in that. And, um, the company started in 2000. 17 as a homage in a sense to my grandmother who was obsessed with accessories. She loved bags. She would never leave her house without a brooch. She wore hats. Um, she loved her pearl, you know, her pearls, um, her her watches she was obsessed with fashion watches so all things accessory was my grandmother and i grew up watching that i mean i literally remember you know running back into the house because she forgot her watch like it <laughs> she was obsessed with accessories because it did something for her it made her feel very confident and it was really that story was important for me and it was important for me to see that because my grandmother grew up in an era In Haiti, where, you know, she wasn't necessarily made to feel uh, beautiful, made to feel important, made to feel fierce. You know, she was orphaned at a very young age. She was very dark skinned and she would talk about how being dark skinned compared to some of her, you know, lighter siblings, you know, it's just, you know, she knew how to push on, but it's it's still something that hurt and she internalized that in a way where it was like, well, you know, I'm dark skin and, you know, I'm not necessarily the prettiest and what, you know, what not." But for some reason, the accessories kind of gave her that confidence that she was lacking, like she felt like a million bucks, whether she felt like she looked pretty visually or whatever. But once she had that accessory on, she knew she felt amazing. And I think that as women of color in the workplace, a lot of times, um, you know, we know we have great skills. We know we're amazing people. But a lot of times, you know, we wake up and we just don't feel cute. And that not feeling cute, that not feeling, you know, good translates a lot of times into our work performance and how we feel at the workplace um, amongst our peers. And so having the accessories line was kind of just a way to say, hey, you know, add a little accessory to your day, whether it be the brooch, whether it be a bag, whether it be the pearl necklace or some fashion statement earrings, you know, let's tote the line a little bit with our fashion experience at work and, you know, "and, and really feel good. And so Frida's World, um, as the podcast, kind of addressed the interior in a sense. So the accessories took place of the exterior, but, you know, we still needed to be, you know, nourished and professionally developed and personally developed. And so the podcast came about to respond to a lot of the various issues women of color face in the workplace, particularly. Um, And we do talk about things that are outside of the workplace as well, because at the end of the day, You know, we're in our workspaces for eight plus hours a day. Our personal lives will definitely seep in to the workplace. You know, whether it's us, you know, dealing with disabilities, whether it's dealing with grief, whether it's dealing with other issues at home, self-acceptance, etc. All of that has its, you know, play in the workplace with the way that we interact with others, etc. And so... The Frida principles, as I call it, the Frida value. When I say, you know, oh, she's a Frida woman, um, it 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 plays off of the actual name Frida. So Frida was my grandmother's name, F R E D A. But when I came up with the business concept, I thought, you know what? There's a fr- there's a freedom in being able to come into yourself. And so I added an extra E. So that's why it's F-R-E-E-D-A. And so the F in each letter stands for something. It stands for one of our core values, our principles, and what we stand on. Um, the F stands for fierce. I believe that every woman is fierce. We have a level of fierceness with us. Some of us might be considered a little more fierce than others, but we are fierce, um, in nature, you know, when you think about mama bear, when you think about, you know, how we take charge and how we, when we step into a room, we, we, you know, we do our best to command the, um, the room, even if we're not, even if we're not that person who is that extrovert who will stand in front of the room and command the room, we have we find other ways to command the room. Whether you're the one who's taking the notes, whether you're the one who set up the meeting and got things behind the scenes together. You know, there's a level of fierceness that we each hold. And so F is for fierce. R is for resilient. Um, I believe that women are truly resilient, especially women of color. We've gone through so much. Um, a lot of us has have dealt with childhood trauma. We've dealt with issues within the home, whether it not, you know, it might not be traumatic, but we've dealt with other issues within the home. We've, you know, we've dealt with just being a person of color, period, living in America. We've dealt with being a woman, you know, being paid less, right? Not being valued, um, the way men, um, have been valued in this society. And even through all of those issues, all of those obstacles, we still find our way to come up on top. We still find a way to be a boss and we still find a way to survive and keep pushing forward and moving forward and achieving new goals each and every day. So R is for resilience. Um, the first E is for empowered. I believe that um, we all are empowered, you know, some of us, again, you know, we come into it a little later in life because of life experiences that have crippled us or have created obstacles, um, for us to get there, you know, in a timely fashion. But I feel like we, we, you know, we all are empowered and if we're not, if we don't feel like we are truly empowered, um, then you know that's a road. That's a road that we're that we're traveling to be empowered. Um, the second E is for erudite, and so a lot of people are like, "What exactly is this erudite business? Well, you know, why why is this in there?" Well, the definition of erudite is having or showing knowledge that is gained by studying, and I find that a lot of times especially with women, you know, when we don't understand something, we will do what we need to do to understand it. We will, you know, obtain that knowledge by any means necessary, which is, you know, it kind of goes to that stereotype with, um, with men when, you know, they saying men will, they'll never ask for directions, you know, they'll try to figure it out on their own. Even if they get lost, that's just who they are. But women on the other hand, we will stop and we will ask for direction. We will ask for clarification. If we don't know something, we will study. We will empower ourselves with knowledge um, so that we can be fierce. You see what I did with that? <laughs> um, the D is for daring. Um, I think that we are daring people. We are a daring group. Women are a very daring group. Um, you know, we, we dare greatly. And sometimes we don't feel like we do. Sometimes we don't feel like we're daring, but if you sit back and do an inventory on the last, maybe couple of weeks, the last month, the last couple of months, the last couple of years in your life, you will find instances of where you were daring. You had the audacity to be in spaces. You had the audacity to open your mouth. You had your the audacity to apply for that job, to apply for that graduate program, to be in a graduate program. You had the audacity to be someone's mother. And I feel like those are all daring things. And the A is for ambitious. I feel like A lot of us, especially those of us in the professional working space, we would not be where we are today if we were not ambitious, if we did not want more out of this life, if we were not people who were like, you know what, I'm not settling for this. There is more to life. There is more to me and I'm going to I'm going to find it. And if I can't find it, I'm going to create it, especially in this particular era that we're living in right now. There are People are creating every single day. You don't even have to be a creative per se to create. And I feel like that term creative is definitely changing and it's evolving into things outside of what was once considered the arts, right? I think for the longest time, in order for you to be considered a creative, you would have to be some sort of artist. You had to have some sort of artistic quality to yourself. But I feel like that definition is definitely changed and is definitely involved into something in because something else, because I feel like every day, you know, I'm encountering women who are creating new things, creating different spaces, um, you know, creating just different experiences, um, you know, for not just women of color, but for everyone. And so those Frida principles, The freedom values, as I like to call them, fears, being fierce, being resilient, being empowered, being erudite, being daring and being ambitious, that creates, I think that is the epitome of a professional working woman in this day and age. And so when I think about different topics for the podcast, when I think about, you know, even some of the posts that I post on my social media page, I try to keep those principles in mind. When I have people as guests, women as guests on the show, I, you know, I choose women who I believe possess, if not all of those um, characteristics, w- you know, at least one of those characteristics. Um, and I try to surround myself every day with women who I consider to be Frida women, women who possess these values, women who, who, um, have these core principles at the heart of everything that they do. And so that is, so when I talk about the Frida way, when I talk about, you know, helping you get your life, um, you know, according to the Frida principles, that's what I'm talking about. I feel like we all, can stand to improve in each and every, um, each and every one of those areas, we can all stand to be a little fiercer. Um, you know, and again, when I'm talking about interest being introspective and doing inventory, you know, last week, you know, I was fierce. I was fierce. I was faced with that. It's early. (laughs) I was faced with, you know, that challenge. I was challenging myself with that very principle fears. You know, I was given a couple of assignments that I really didn't uh, know anything about and you know but I knew that I had to kind of stand my ground and I had to you know present myself as a person of authority and so I had to sit there and be like Rita you need to be more fierce with this you know you can't let the lack of understanding the lack of knowledge stop you from being fierce and that's where being erudite stepped in so I know that I need to be fierce but you know but I'm but I'm lacking knowledge and when you lack, lack knowledge and understanding that can translate to a lack of confidence. And so what I did was I went online, I did what I needed to do. I consulted with friends and I got the knowledge I needed to give me that confidence to be more fierce. And you see how all of these things kind of interchange, how, how they kind of like play off of each other. I find that a lot of times as women of color in the workplace, um, A lot of the, a lot of times our lack of confidence stems from our lack of understanding and lack of knowledge. And because we lack that knowledge, we then lack that fierceness, that boldness, that daringness, right? That others kind of play off on like you know in order for somebody to really see me as a person of authority i have to assert myself in a particular way and that you know me asserting myself in that way comes with having that confidence comes with having that fierceness like well comes with having that command of of that information right and so i think that if if we are to be these bosses, right? These real bosses, these women bosses, girl boss, corporate boss, you know, there's all these hashtags in these streets. If we're really truly to become that individual, that woman of power, then, you know, really honing in on these different factors, these freedom factors. Um, it's truly important. And I think it'll truly get you to where you need to be to have that level of confidence in which, you know, you walk into that workplace and you're like, bam, whatever they throw on my desk, I'm not going to be intimidated by it. I'm not going to let it, you know, make me feel less than or inadequate. I am going to get my information gathering on (laughs) and I am going to be the boss that I know that I was created to be. And, you know, just like you all, you know, although these are the Frida, you know, I came up with these Frida principles with the help of my of my girls. I always shout out my girls in my chat groups, my law school sisters, Lyo, Priscilla, Diane. Uh, I remember when I was coming up with, um, you know, Frida, you know, what 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 should each letter stand for? What are these values? It was these women that, you know, I went to law school with women of color that really were like, you know, we were throwing out ideas and they were like, you know, I think my girl Priscilla actually is the one who came up with erudite. I'm like, erudite? What is that? Who uses that? And she's the one that came up with that, with that word. And when, and I was just like, this is, this is like distinguishable. Like this is, this is amazing. And so, you know, and all of these women in, in, in that, you know, in my chakra, in my circle, you know, they possess these values, which is why it was so easy to just come up with them because they were just like, yeah, girl, this is what we are. Um, and so, you know, again, I say all that to say this, you know, we, myself included, every day, you know, I kind of struggle with, with really mastering one of these principles, with really, you know, be coming into myself. And, you know, as, as I was taking a shower this morning, a lot of my ideas and my concepts come through the shower. I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know what, you know, these are the, these are the principles that I try to live by, right? These are the professional women, you know, um, tips in a sense, you know, this is the core values. But a lot of us, you know, we come into ourselves at different stages of the game. You know, a lot of us, are not as fierce. We're not as you know erudite. We're not as daring. We're not as ambitious. We're not as resilient, um, due to circumstance. But it's that self awareness, understanding. Okay, I know that I I lack confidence. I know that I lack X, Y, and Z. And some of that could be based on the trauma that I experienced as a child, the the life experiences that I you know that I that I endured um, coming into my adulthood and even being an adult, uh, understanding that, you know, this, this, this gay this world is like this platform. It's not a, it's not a competition. And I think that Um, when you are able to really sit there and do an inventory and really come to terms and, you know, with who you are and what you still need to accomplish and, and what, and figure out how, you know, what tools do you need to get there? I think that's where the true becoming, um, comes into play and that's where you truly step into who you are. Um, I think that there's a lot of mantras out there that really, um, that really, I don't know, that really hurt us, um, that whole fake it till you make it. I am a believer to an extent of faking it till you make it because sometimes you kind of have to wear that confidence to get into spaces, but you have, you have to understand that you fake it till you make it. But once you make it, you, you then have to go back and really, <laughs> and really, you know, learn and obtain that knowledge and really come into your position and come into who you are. You can't just fake it till you make it. And once you make it, you know, you're just like, okay, I'm here because what's going to happen is that you're slowly going to be knocked down and somebody else is going to, you know, snatch your role and, and, um, and knock you out of, of, of the space because you were faking it till you, till you make it, but you were also forgetting to, you know, process and learn and really you know, hone in on the tools and the skills that will keep you to where you made it. Um, The other thing too, is that I find that a lot of times, especially again, for women of color in the workplace, there's a lot of competition that goes on. And, you know, (laughs) we're so busy trying to compete with each other because there's only, you know, I don't know, one position for each person of color in a workplace. Um, You know, that kind of takes away from us Really, you know, working on ourselves and focusing on ourselves and, you know, honing in on being fierce, being resilient, being daring, being ambitious, being erudite, because we're so busy, um, competing with other people that we really shouldn't be competing with. Um, so there were a lot of factors that kind of Prevent us from really being that, you know, full package in a sense and from really being a hundred percent with each of, you know, these core values. But I think again, when we're able to step back and when we do these weekly reflections, which is why I'm a big proponent now of this highlight of the week, sit back and really, you know, think like, you know, what happened this week and not just what happened this week, but where, where was I lacking? Where was I not fierce enough? Where was I not daring enough? Where was I not ambitious enough? And why? Why did that happen? Was it a lack of knowledge, a lack of understanding You know, and if that's the case, where now do I obtain this knowledge? Who can I hit up to say, hey, listen, I don't really understand how to create these types of contracts, but I know you work in this field. Could you help me? Could we maybe take like a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon to kind of go over some templates or something? I feel like that's how we get better. And that's how we truly, you know, again, fall into who we're meant to be. And so with that being said, like I said, I wasn't going to take too long today on this show, but I really wanted to explain, um, you know, f- what the Frida way is, what, Frida, what the Frida principles are. When I post on my social media, uh, you know, Frida values or you're a Frida woman, what does it mean to be a Frida woman? Um, I really wanted to kind of, you know, send that message out there and to really um, explain, you know, what all this is about. You know why I you know why I do the things that I do why <laughs> why I talk about these particular things because I think it's really, really important, and I'm on this journey as well too, not just on you know to self discovery but you know this journey of being better, being the best me, being the best version of me, not just within um the workplace, but you know with my friends, with my family, you know to myself, when I'm behind closed doors and I'm alone, what does that look like you know, and so That's why with a lot of the topics, you know, some of them might not a hundred percent be in, you know, to your opinion, you know, a workplace topic, but they're all interconnected they're all interconnected. They're all related. Um, it's important to talk about real issues that affect, affect real women that work, (laughs) that have to report to work, um, you know, that have to deal with, with other forces that have to deal with coworkers and colleagues and clients and whatnot. Um, it's really important to really, you know, focus on, how to improve ourselves so that we can, you know, deliver the best product, which really is ourselves. So, I hope you guys learned something today. <laughs> and if you guys have any questions, as always, feel free to slide up in my I like to say slide up in my DM. I don't know. I think it because it was so like taboo, I'm like making it a good thing. But, you know, come into my DMs, ask me questions. As many of you have, and I truly appreciate it. I'm totally open. I'm like always on Instagram, sometimes lurking. Um, <laughs> but I'm always available on Instagram, always available via email as well because it comes to my cell phone, which is unfortunately attached to my hip. But, um, you know, send me a message if you have something you want to talk about. If you yourself want to be a guest on Frida's World, send me that email at Rita, R-I-T-H-A at Frida's Or again, send me a message on IG. Um, I've been interacting with a lot of new people lately, and I truly enjoy having real conversations with real women um, and just learning more about what you guys like, who you guys are, you know, what topics um, you guys might be interested in. Um, I'm, You know, I've had a variety of guests that I, you know, I've met for the first time. And so you just, again, I, I'm, I'm one of those people I love learning. I love to immerse myself in different experiences. So it's really been um, a great experience, um, you know, working and, you know, doing this Freedom's World thing. And so before I forget, because I'm really horrible at this, please, please, please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. You know, although I love the DM feedback, but you know, not everybody is up in my DMs. They don't got my password, but I want the, you know, so if you like something, Rate and review on. We're available on Apple. We're available on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play. Pretty much anywhere you enjoy your um your podcast. It's Frida's World. F R E E D A apostrophe S World. You know, uh, leave a comment. Um, let me know what you think. Let others know. You know, is this something that you would recommend? Is a podcast that you would recommend them to listen to? Um, and I definitely would appreciate again any feedback. That you might have, and with that being said, everyone, it is a wrap. I will talk to you guys next week. It's Frida's world. Classy and ratchet at the same time. You clash it like you love church music, but you future. That's clatch it. It's Frida's world.